Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and this is indeed a pro wrestling podcast. And today, well, life has kind of shined down on me because just as I was about to record this podcast, WWE came out and said, hey, we are going to go to Saudi Arabia. So it's given me wonderful topics to talk about, but also... Uh, this was a bit like this. It's now 20 past three on a Thursday. It's going up on Friday. We were meant to start this podcast at three o'clock, but Apple decided to release a new OS and I foolishly decided to upgrade to it and it completely balked and destroyed my whole recording system. So thanks for that, Apple. Anyway, I'm procrastinating. I'm going over the top. It is Friday. It is the day that we get a Patreon on to talk about everything in wrestling. You can do that too by going to patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Without that cash, I wouldn't be able to do this podcast. So thank you to everyone. And today, especially, thank you to my man Rafad who comes all the way from Canada, joining Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. How are you doing today, dude? Good, how are you? Well, I'm alright. I'm a bit stressed now, as you know. <laughs> you got caught up in the madness of me running around, changing computers and doing what yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. But new I... laptop, new problems. <laughs> exactly, dude. Uh, but look, first and foremost, man, thank you so much for your time and thank you so much for the support. Uh, yeah, no problem. No, Thanks for having me on. Oh, no, dude, it's great, man. Like, I love these chats. I know I say it every week, but I really do. You know I mean, over the last few weeks, we've had someone compare WWE to F1. Someone came on and straight up said they thought WWE was a pile of shit. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's the best. Like, you never know where these conversations are going. And ever since I made the change, uh, yeah, I'm 100% behind it. I think it's one of the best things that I've done uh, on the podcast. So, I mean, we are going to talk about Crown Jewel. But before we do that, I think we obviously we need to get into your wrestling background too, because that is going to shape massively your opinion on that Saudi Arabia show. So tell me why you love wrestling. Tell me how long you maybe you don't. The other guy hated wrestling. We're <laughs> <laughs> not wrestling WWE. Just give me a bit of background about how you got into wrestling WWE, and we'll take it from there, and we'll have a lovely little chat. So basically, my story is a lot different than most people. Oh, I'm excited already. Uh, my my parents really didn't like wrestling. They were, thought it was just violence, violence, violence. So basically, my friends got me into wrestling when I was really young. I'm only 20 years old, so like my young is oh, different man. than your young, obviously. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're living the but, dream, dude. That's called living the dream, just in case you're interested. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I just uh, started when I was like six or seven years old, started watching wrestling. Fell in love with The Undertaker, like most people you know. Uh yeah, that's basically how it got started. Was that the American Badass version of The Undertaker? No, I, I just missed out on that. <laughs> so I came around uh, WrestleMania 21. So that was like a year after he went back. And fortunately, I, I really hate, like you, like you, I really hate the American Badass version. Yeah, so do I, man. Loads of people love it. <laughs> like the amount of grief. And I don't mind. Like, I, I, you know, if you, put yourself, <laughs> if you put yourself out there, you've got to accept it and stuff. But the amount of grief I get every time I say it, and you'll get it now too, man. Every time I say I hate that American, that people, people love that character. Which no, is, you, know, there was, you know, there was a rumor that at this WrestleMania, he was going to come back as American Badass. I know, I was worried. I was praying that please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was too, man. I was like, I don't want that. I don't want yeah, that at exactly. all. That would suck. Uh, what do you? So I mean, uh, why the Undertaker though? I, mean, I think I, I think I understand why. But what is it about it? I mean, to me, the reason I always like the Undertaker is because that summed up wrestling to me. It's like the dumbest idea you could possibly think of, and yet somehow it works. Yeah, just like 
uh, because when I started watching, there wasn't that many like characters. Like there was like Kurt Angle and John Cena, Randy Orton. Those guys aren't really like out there characters like like there was in the past. So just Undertaker was so different from everybody. It was just like I had to hop on that on that bandwagon and follow him. Who else was there? Anyone? I mean, you mentioned a few guys there. Did anybody else like you know win you over? Did you like anybody um, else? So basically, like some people have a top five, whatever. Undertaker was just like a pure number one. Nobody even close. But I still like uh, guys like Rey Mysterio. He was just as a kid, you know, like it's easy to relate to him. Yeah. So it was just Rey Mysterio was up there. Um, I like Randy Orton, John Cena. I wasn't really a big fan of. <laughs> Especially when he changed his gimmick to the one it is now, what, I became like, like the super nice guy. Like, yeah, yeah, I really didn't like that. <laughs> Dude, you're not like alone, when, man. Yeah, how he was earlier and when he beat JBL for the championship, I really liked that. But when he changed up his gimmick, I really wasn't a fan of it. I think that rapper gimmick. I think what a lot of people forget nowadays is it really skewed well to a younger audience. Like if yeah, you, if yeah. You, if you were a kid and you had this like cool white dude coming out rapping and stuff, you're like, this guy's pretty badass because he was good yeah. at it as well. So I think he kind of he kind of tapped into a culture back then. But yeah, then he just transformed into Hulk Hogan basically, and it's like, eh, I've seen all this before. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that your parents didn't like it. How did you get around not watching it? Uh, I assume they didn't want you to watch it. How did you get around that? Because I had that trouble when I was a kid, and I just well, I just got, got up late at night. I stuck around, and you know, was yeah, basically a kid. That's, that's that's basically what I did. So when I used to go to my friend's house, uh, I used to watch a SmackDown there because uh, it started at uh, eight o'clock here, so it was eight to ten. It wasn't really like a crazy time. Yeah, Raw was the problem because it was uh, that's when it was only two hours, uh, nine to eleven. So. I either had to like sneak and in, sneak into like sneak downstairs and my parents were <laughs> trying to put us to sleep to watch it or just find out what happened. I couldn't really watch it every week like like I can now, but I had to do what I had to do. <laughs> I love it, man. Did you ever get caught? Yeah, um, plenty of times, plenty of times. <laughs> and, and, and they didn't sort of ban you from doing it. They didn't say, right, that's it. Or they just realized they were fighting a losing battle. Yeah, well, it goes a little bit both ways because even when they did try to say, no, it's over, I still found a way because, like, I had a passion for it. Uh, it did stop for a while. Like, you know, they kind of have that break where you kind of move away from wrestling, but now I'm back into it. So now it's not really like anybody can stop me from, <laughs> from watching it now. So <laughs> I remember, man, I remember one time, like, like I used to, it was Bad Blood 97, which I remember, which we won't talk about because I know how young you were. Uh, you won't have been, you won't even been born. So let's, yeah, like, yeah, let's <laughs> not even talk about that. But I remember being specifically told you are not allowed to go down and watch this. And I just got up at one o'clock. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that anyway. So don't worry about it. Uh, so what do you think of today's WWE? I and mean, obviously we're going to talk about Saudi Arabia in a minute, which ties in. But obviously a lot of people's problems with it today are well i mean you know somewhat depressingly the big problem a lot of people had with it was obviously the the booking of roman reigns in the last few days i think that has changed quite substantially as it should have done you know real life is far more important than wrestling but yeah where do you fall on the kind of the current landscape of wwe i mean obviously you're in you haven't i'm gonna guess you haven't had a break yet right i imagine you're still going strong i had a break um but it was kind it was uh I think from 2013, like around that time, where I felt like they really had like no star power. Yeah, you're right. Like like CM Punk was up there, and then that John Cena, but 
like John Cena, Randy Orton was getting really repetitive and I just like wanted to move away from that. Yeah. But when these uh, NXT guys came up like a uh, Rollins, Reigns, uh, Balor, Samoa Joe, I got really I got back into it. Um, Raw, I'm really not a fan of right now just because they continue to do the same thing every week. Unfortunately, because the Roman Reigns thing, it's forced to change. But we're going to see something different. Uh, SmackDown, I'm liking it. Hopefully, they take the title off of AJ because I'm starting to get tired of that too now. I want a heel champion uh, on SmackDown just to see how that goes. Other than that, um, if you saw the Undertaker um, out-of-character interview he had. Yeah, it did. Uh, he's yeah, kind of amazing. talking about like they don't have like that that like high star power that they had back in the attitude era even before that i think even though reigns was a huge star he's not at the level that cena was or stone cold was or like at that level so i feel like if they found somebody like that it would push them even higher but that's what i think is their biggest problem but i mean i'm not I'm not that critical like most people are right now. No, but I, I try not to be either, man. I just think it's, it's so much it's so much easier to enjoy it where you kind of just accept it for what it is. And, you know, WWE does do a lot of stuff that I don't necessarily agree with or, you know, or, or like. But I, eventually, I think there's only so much time and effort I can give to this before it just becomes, you know, a detriment to me as well. Um, I mean, we may, we may as well talk about it. I think it's only fair. I mean, the, the last thing I think should happen is the conversation just stops regarding it because that would be awful. But I imagine you watch Raw and you saw all the Roman Reigns stuff. Um, this is the first Patreon podcast I've done after that's happened. So you've kind of pulled the, straw, the short straw a little bit. <laughs> but how did, because I, mean, I found it really weird because I'm the first to admit, I'm, I have a, it's probably just me, but I have this weird thing where I really don't ever want to seem like, I'm over-sensationalizing when a celebrity gets ill or dies because I don't want to be that person because I understand for me, it's a lot easier for me than it is for that person's friends or family. But at the same time, when I read that news on Tuesday morning, I was just... I was, it genuinely blew me away. Like, I just... I couldn't quite process it because, you know, it was just one of those things where you're like... It would have been bad if it happened to anybody. Like, even my next-door neighbor, who I don't know, it would have been bad if it happened to them. But the fact it not only happened to a wrestler that I see each and every week, but it happened to a wrestler who is the top, you know, the, you know, the top of the company, the face of the company, you know, number one, this Hulk Hogan, John Cena, Steve Austin, whatever. I don't know, man. It, it really got me like a ton of bricks. Like, it took me a long while. Even now, like, earlier today, I was thinking about it because I get like this. I've been doing a, really, a lot of reading up about leukemia and cancer because that's how my brain works. I like to try and understand and it's really, obviously, I mean, obviously, surprise, surprise, but it's really serious. And it's just crazy the way it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it's. I was listening to your uh, Wednesday podcast, and I heard that you, when you woke up in the morning, you read about it, and you just, like, you were shocked. For me, I was watching it live, so when Roman Reigns' music hit, I was like, oh, my God, not again. Like, we get this every <laughs> single week. And then he's coming out in his street clothes, and I'm confused. But still, I'm just, like, pissed off that why is he Of course, out. yeah. And, like, there's no sign of anything because Michael Cole's saying he's ready to defend his championship at Crown Jewel. And I'm like, okay, what is this all about? What is he going to say today? Uh, is Braun Strowman going to come out and then McIntyre and then all these people going to just come out all again? And then it just, like, completely shocked me first i was just like what is this going to and then when he kind of like broke character and said his real name and and it just got really serious and the crowd even some people are doing the what chance i don't know if you heard 
they were doing the what chance at the beginning and then they realized that this is extremely serious and i was just like i don't know how they're gonna continue the show it's just like crazy i that, that's the thing it's like it's so hard because I mean, what do you do? The world, you know, I don't mean this in a in an insensitive way. I just mean it in a realistic way. The world doesn't stop, and it would be great if the world did stop when things like this happen, so that everyone could just sort of take a few moments to process it. But it doesn't. So you know, what do you do? What do you do? Like, I, yeah, I, I know I, you could see when uh, they when the shield like were at the top of the stage, like Rollins was crying, like he was showing like real emotion, and it was just like. This is so crazy. And even if you saw that video, um, WWE posted um, on their YouTube channel, like when he went to the back, it was just like he was hugging all the all of the wrestlers. And it was just crazy that they're all emotional. And it's, it's like it's real life because we always think of it like this is fake. This is a show. And then something real life happens and it just it's crazy. Yeah, no, man, I, I totally agree. What, what was your take on the whole Dean Ambrose stuff? Because I've been thinking about that a lot the last few days. And I, honestly, I really do come down right in the middle. Like, I understand people feeling like it was a bit exploitative because obviously they, yeah, it certainly sounds like, you know, they did it to take, to capitalize on I mean, it happens with Roman Reigns. But the other part of me is I don't have all the, I don't have all the facts. Like, for all I know, they had a chat with Roman Reigns. He went, yeah, man, do it. Take advantage of it or whatever. And I'm like, well, if he says it's fine, I'm not going to. What, who, well, who am I to, to, to just, yeah. you know, it's up to him. Yeah. So I, I, I think they... it's a real difficult situation. Yeah, if they had a talk with him and he was fine, I think that was kind of the perfect time to do it. I don't think there's any time he would have more heat on him than that. Like, he just won. Like, it was such a feel-good moment that after all that happens, they win the tag team championships. That's, like, a moment that you would usually see them, like, hug and then, like, walk out, like, holding their hands up and, like, all emotional. And randomly, he just turns... I think that was the perfect time to do it if 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 Roman Reigns was okay with it. Yeah. But that's why I like I'm still not sure because at in that moment I understand that crowd being like going off on him, hating him, but I don't know, like this always happens with WWE like they make a heel turn and then you go to a next city and then they just love the heel. So like you never <laughs> know what's going to happen. I mean, it's good that it's good that Rollins is the face cuz he's so over right now, but and like people still love Dean, and I don't know how they're actually gonna react to him. I don't, I don't know how. Like they might hate him a little, but I don't know how much the hate's gonna be for him. That's the only problem I have. No, I, agree. I, I think uh, my take on it is, I mean, we're, it, for the purpose of this conversation, we will go with the fact that Roman Reigns is is completely on board with this. And you know, I'm happy for people to criticize me, but you know, my gut says to me, if that was the case, I'm okay with all of this. And you can come tell me I'm a terrible person. That's just how I feel because I don't want to. I don't want to. I just don't feel like my opinion has any weight when you're talking about the man's opinion who has to go through all of this. It's just my take on it. But if we do go with that as as the context, I think Dean Ambrose is so good at what he does, and he understands that character so well, and he was able to trigger so much heat on that night. I think there is a chance that he is going to be able to copy and paste this to every city that he goes. Because I sometimes find with wrestling crowds, it's a bit like mob mentality, like the whole Roman Reigns thing, right? Everyone started booing him, and you're like, why is everybody yeah. doing this? And it's almost like, well, they did it, so we're going to do it. <laughs> and I think Dean Ambrose may be able to replicate that a little bit when he goes heel, because I do think, it's a terrible word to use, but I do think he's one of the better actors, quote, quote unquote on the roster like i actually think he comes across i, I believe dean ambrose like, even when he was giving yeah. silly lines and when he was being a goofball on smackdown i still believed it because i think he's quite good at pulling it off so i mean it, well the other thing i should say the caveat the asterisks if we do get to raw next week 
and sort of the heart and the and the centerpiece and the crutch of this whole feud is everything that's going on with Roman Reigns, then I may change my opinion. I don't necessarily want that to be the focus week in, week out, because it's just too it's just too sad, if nothing else. Like it's too real. And sometimes when it comes to entertainment, I don't want that. I want to be transported away. I'm but- I'm hoping I'm hoping that doesn't happen, but uh- we kind of know WWE that sometimes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially like I was talking about the Undertaker. If you remember, the CM Punk feud was basically all around Paul Bearer's death. Oh yeah, I do that. So was, I mean, yeah. like, I, I mean, I hope that they're doing this all the right way, but. I yeah, mean, I never know. know. <laughs> no, I know. Like, I, di- I did a video for this about what culture because I really felt like it's something that we had to talk about. Uh, and that is literally what I said. Like, I think I ended it by going, but we all know what WWE do. Yeah. So, and I'll I, I admit it, like, I didn't like the Paul Bearer one, didn't like the Eddie Guerrero one. Uh, I'm sure there's been other things that I can't think of the top of my head that I don't like that stuff because, again, I like to, I like to be taken away when I watch wrestling. I, like, I don't yeah, want that the, kind of the, the difference is that obviously with Paul Bearer, he passed away they couldn't ask him yeah exactly same yeah. with eddie like this is roman reigns that you can easily and since he's still like there's a chance he's gonna come back hopefully he does come back he's still invested in wwe so hope like i don't think he would have a huge problem with that personally no I mean, but I... obviously it's up to him <laughs> yeah no i i totally agree like it really really is um and that's why anytime i talk about it i i kind of Stick in the stick in the middle. Something that I'm not so diplomatic and politician like on though is, like I say, I'll get, I had the statement up. Where did my statement go? Oh, I've lost it. Where the hell? I had a statement up. I don't know where the hell it was. It's because I had to run around <laughs> changing computers. It's anyway. Basically, the I, literally as I was running through trying to get this stupid tech problem sorted, um, I found it. Right, WWE announced that yes, they are going to Saudi Arabia. Uh, their big reason seems to be the fact they think that other people. Uh, other people are still going. Here it is. Here's the statement. I'm going to read it so we can talk about it. WWE has operated in the Middle East for nearly 20 years and has developed a sizable and dedicated fan base. Considering the heinous crime committed at the Saudi consulate in Istanbul, the company faced a very difficult decision as it relates to its scheduled event for November 2nd. Uh, similar to other US-based companies who plan to continue operations in Saudi Arabia, the company has decided to uphold its contractual obligations to the General Sports Authority and stage the event. And then something about full year 2018 guidance is predicted on the staging of the event as scheduled. Don't know what that means. Um, that's probably something to do with the stock market price. So they are going, basically, is, is the long and the short of it. This surprised me because I was listening to the Wrestling Observer Radio with Dave Meltzer this morning. And he said that it seemed very unlikely that they were going. But essentially, they were always going to go to go if somebody... Sorry, the only reason they weren't going to go is if somebody said to them, like, from the State Department, you're not allowed to go. So clearly they've been told, look, if you want to go, you can go. I think, given everything that's going on over there, it's crazy. And I think it's kind of almost... Well, actually, for me personally, it is more morally bad than the stuff we were just talking about. But, dude, where do you stand on it? Do you care? Do you not care? Like, what's your take? I... I completely agree with you. It's it's kind of like a disgrace that they're actually going through with this. But, I mean, you saw they had all the pushback um, for the Greatest Royal Rumble about all the, the women's rights, everything about that. If you even remember on the, the pre-show on the panel where it was Renee Young, usually before they had uh, Byron Saxton doing yeah. it with court, like, they literally had no women, women there. So it was just like... And they had no response for that. Their response was like, okay, we're going to do this great show for only women, their only pay-per-view. Um, but, I mean, they want the money. They have a contract. So, 
like personally, I wasn't expecting them to change it. I was hoping that they changed it, but I wasn't expecting it to change. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Again, given everything we just talked about, I think more of us would have been surprised if they had have pulled out. I think there was yeah. a kind, there was a kind of a time last week when all the stuff got really bad, where I thought, oh, maybe they've got no choice. But look, they're going ahead. And, you know, of all the weeks for this to happen, I mean, it's such a crazy time in WWE at the moment. And I understand it from a contractual point of view. But contracts can be broken and you can get away with that stuff. And I think sometimes, especially when you're talking about your long-term future, moral, moral, you know, morality and goodwill and, and good PR is better than money, you know, long-term. Because yeah. that money runs out eventually and you need to get it from... You need to get it from somewhere else. I mean, the other question now is the rumor, and this is 100% in terms of, you know, if it's going ahead in Saudi Arabia, the rumor was that creative have been told that John Cena should be written out of the show because he has refused to go. Apparently, Daniel Bryan has said the same thing. So, I mean, are they going? Are they not going? Like, do you think it's real? Do you think it's not real? They have to change the World Cup. I think <laughs> the All-American World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Even though we so, have the people in it. Yeah, so... I think the I think Daniel Bryan will go. I just feel like he's 100% WWE. I think John Cena is the big threat. Um, I don't think he'll show up. I like that's something that you can you can easily change because it's just a World Cup. Like that's for the like the title. Um, Daniel Bryan. It would be a big statement if he didn't go, but. If if there's one person that that won't go, it's gonna be John Cena for sure. And I think like I for his brand, like his personal brand, he should definitely not go. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing, isn't it? I think if he was a hundred percent WWE at the moment, I think he probably would go. But the fact that he's trying to break into Hollywood, where you know, let's be honest, you have a much bigger spotlight on you. You know, WWE, the reason WWE is able to get away with this stuff is because it kind of does go under the radar. You know, people don't really take that many shots at wrestling. Hence why, you know, WWE thinks we will get away with this. But the fact he basically is in Hollywood and he wants to stay there and clearly wants to transition across entirely, which is hilarious given what the hell his whole feud with The Rock was about, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, I can understand why he wouldn't want to go. It's just a shame, really, that he's the only guy that has the power to say that he doesn't want to go. Yeah. So imagine there's more than just him who'd rather not. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people, <laughs> if they had the choice, they would say not to go. It's so hard um, though, right? Like a lot of people seem to, and I understand the outrage and the reaction, of course I do, but it's still it's still a job. You know, we were talking about earlier, you, you, you look at it like it's just a show with characters, but these are still human beings with jobs. And I can, I can imagine it is hard to say no to your boss when you're living your dream and you know that's a risk. Of course, it's a risk. Like you may, yeah, and you and you always know that if you don't have the power of John Cena, which basically nobody has, if you get on the wrong side of Vince, you know you're probably gonna get pushed down the card, and your your value goes completely down. And then, I mean, it's like a job. If you don't listen to your boss, you're gonna you're gonna have less power, whatever you do. So you basically have no choice, right? Yeah, well, it's true. I mean, it's 100% true. And that is why someone like John Cena can do it because John Cena can't be harmed by a bad push in WWE, right? Like, he just can't. Yeah. There's no way that can ever happen. He's John Cena. He's made it. He's protected. But say somebody like Finn Balor, who I think is a great example right now, who's probably holding out for a good push, a push that's deserving of his character and his support. I imagine if he comes out and says something, he screws up his entire career. And that's that. Yeah. There's no going back. So what do you do? Like, 
it's all well and good to sit here and go, well, they should all say no, blah, blah, blah. But it's never that easy. I mean, you know, no matter what job you're in, if your company does something you disagree with, taking that kind of stand, of course, morally you should. But I, I don't think it's fair for other people to judge you in that situation. I have seen a little bit of that online. I'm like, well, that's not very fair. Yeah, I completely agree with you. <laughs> yeah, but, Everything well, you say. It's happening. It's happening. Uh, WWE also released some uh, third quarter highlights. I mean, as I say, as these have come out, uh, while we've been doing this. I haven't had a chance to actually go through them. But revenues have reached $188.4 million. Um, and that's a record 657.7 million for nine months ending September 30th. 12% growth. Operating income. And this is just a bunch of them. They did very well. That's all you need to know. <laughs> WWE did very well recently. You, but you're, you're basically telling me they could have backed out of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's true i mean I, I don't know how much of that money yeah comes from that, money. but still even if you take off say 40 million yeah they still did pretty well <laughs> it's such a good point i don't think they released network numbers in their third quarters i can't see it. i'm just kind of scanning through it now so i'm gonna say they haven't i could be wrong like i said i haven't been able to go through this properly um i'm pretty sure they only do it once a year now but yes i mean you, you summed up perfectly man like they're doing very well probably could have knocked this on the head and still done all right but hey man Money talks. Money is the most powerful thing in the world, and it always will be. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what do you think of the actual card on for the Crown Jewel? Well, my worry is, I like that Australia show, right? I liked it because yeah. I was able to get up at 10 o'clock in the morning and watch a pay-per-view. It's very novel. It was very, you know, it was, yeah, it was just fun. But when it was all said, like now, right? We're two weeks, three weeks removed, whatever it is. Do I remember any of it? No. <laughs> like, it, it was fine and it was enjoyable, but Samoa Joe, you know, he got beaten and he's vanished from television. Uh, you know, there was a New Day match, I recall. I think Charlotte, yeah, Charlotte and Becky Lynch went to a double finish. Like, and that's my worry about Crown Jewel. I think the problem with Crown Jewel is the big reason to watch Crown Jewel, taking all the political stuff aside, is that Shawn Michaels is coming out of retirement. Yeah. I don't care. I don't mean that in a horrible <laughs> way, but for some reason, I am not excited about that. I mean, what is your... Uh, experience is not the right word. What is your take on Shawn Michaels? Because I guess when you were watching, he's he's not he's not completely out the door, but you're kind of getting the. I don't know, I don't know. Well, you tell me. You tell me. Like, how do you take Shawn Michaels? So obviously, Shawn Michaels is one of the best pro wrestlers of all time, like best workers in the ring. But I think for the people that are really excited for him to come back, are thinking of the Shawn Michaels that had the match with the Undertaker, and that was like eight years ago. And those are the same people criticizing The Undertaker now. So you think a guy who hasn't been in a ring for eight years can just come back and do everything he was doing before? I think it's a little bit unrealistic. I'm hoping, like, honestly, I'm hoping that he does great because I want to see a good match because they're all stars. They're all, like, Hall of Famers, whatever. Um, but like you, at the beginning, I was kind of excited when they had that first promo when uh, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker were both in the ring. And when they were trying to hype up the Super Showdown matchup, but it was just Undertaker like going at Shawn Michaels and then them going back and forth. I wanted to see a one-on-one match, kind of. Like, I'm not going to lie. But since that, it's kind of gone like downhill, and I'm, I'm really not <laughs> that excited for it. It's weird, isn't it? Because if I, I think you're right. I think it's the context surrounding it. You know, if this had been AJ Styles at the Royal Rumble last year or whenever that match was teased, I think we'd all be, 
we'd all be pretty excited. But and again, I, I hold nothing against him. I don't agree. I've never agreed with this. Oh, he's going to tarnish his legacy. No, he's not. If he comes back for one match and then he walks away, you won't. When people talk about Shawn Michaels, you won't even think about this. You'll think about WrestleMania 12 or his match with the Undertaker, whatever. You will not think about. Oh, we came out of retirement once for a, you know, a well-paid match uh, again with Triple H against the Brothers of Destruction. But I think that kind of sums it up, right? The reason. If he comes out to fight AJ Styles, there is a threat that maybe he does tarnish his legacy because then he's putting himself in a situation that he would have done 10, 15 years ago. But yeah. coming out of retirement just to do a, a tag match as DX against Undertaker and Kane, you're like, well, that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything, does it? Like, it's, it's not empty, but it's just an attraction that will come and go as quickly as those shows do. That's why I kind of like this more because they kind of uh, push it off to a segment of its own, like the old guy segment. Um, instead <laughs> of instead of like having um, Triple H going at Seth Rollins or Shawn Michaels at AJ Styles or Undertaker at Brock Lesnar or something like that, which like messes up the whole show because these are all part timers that are gonna eventually leave. So I like that they're all in their own bubble. Um, if I remember the one time you were saying that this might lead to Undertaker Shawn Michaels one on one match. Oh yeah, yeah, I which, which, if it was for Undertaker's like last match, I wouldn't actually mind that. Um, personally, I would, if he's if I would have him lose like in a retirement match, I would have it just at Survivor Series right now. I just think that you've already made him lose twice at WrestleMania, and I don't think you want to just keep on making him lose at WrestleMania, anything like that. Yeah. Um, and it would be great because Survivor Series just around the corner. Um, that's where he debuted. It would just be the end, and then all these guys just go away. See, I, I think that's why Undertaker's going to go till 2020. I think he wants to retire at Survivor Series 220. Then it's 30 years, right? And then yeah. you, you kind of say three decades. But I'm also thinking, like, since we have this contract with Saudi Arabia, is Undertaker going to ever retire? Because they're always going to like be like, <laughs> we'll pay you more to come out of retirement. Because honestly, I don't think I don't I don't think Shawn Michaels would have came out of retirement if it wasn't for this. Oh yeah, no, I mean I get that too. Like if somebody rings me up and goes, Simon, I pay ten million dollars for one night's work. <laughs> I go, well, I'm thinking about it. Like it certainly got in my head. Of course, the other thing we have to talk about now, we know it's going ahead. Last night it came out that apparently Hulk Hogan is going. Now, yeah, <laughs> that that is just as problematic to me because the more I read about Hulk Hogan and the more I see, and obviously all the fallout from the last few years, I don't ever want to see him on my television again. I, I know it's controversial and people go, oh, no, I just don't. I'm not saying that he shouldn't be forgiven. I'm not saying that everyone makes mistakes. I'm just saying the information that I get, I just, I have no interest in seeing him back in the WWE. I really don't. Like, if... You know, in terms, we talked about Shawn Michaels coming back and ruining his legacy. I don't think you can do that within a wrestling ring, really. But you certainly can do that outside of it and the way you conduct yourself as a human being. And when it comes to Hogan, I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think you're a nice person. No, I, I completely agree. Uh, it's like I understand what they did. They kind of forgave him. They let him back in the Hall of Fame. I think. I mean. I don't think they have to bring him back on TV. I just think they're doing this in Saudi Arabia. One, because the whoever's running it, I think the prince, he wants him there. Yeah. Uh, and then two, I think he won't get booed there. Uh, like, if I, if he came back at somewhere in America, he might. there's a chance he might get booed because it's people very still good remember point. what he yeah. did. Very, very if true. If they do it at Saudi Arabia, 
the we saw at the greatest or rumble those fans aren't the best fans so <laughs> they're gonna hear that theme song they're gonna see the guy and they're gonna go crazy i think if they want to reintroduce him which it looks like they want to reintroduce him then this is probably the best way to do it just because he's gonna get a crazy reaction there that's a very good point. I hadn't thought of it like that, but you're right. You don't know how an American crowd is going to react to him. Uh, it's a flip of a coin, but you're right over there because it is such a nostalgia show. They'll probably just see him as Hulk Hogan as opposed to anything yeah. else. It's true. I mean, I, I, I mean, the other issue we have with the Saudi Arabia show is do you watch it? I mean, I'll be the first to say, again, h- hilariously, that's my job. My job, is to, <laughs> my job is to watch and report on shows, and I will do my job because I'm, I'm, I, that's just how I see it. I'm a professional, and if what culture want me to do it, I will 100% do it. But, I mean, what, do you think you'll watch it? Do you think you'll ignore it? I mean, I, I, I honestly don't think. I think if WWE's putting on a show, I understand people want to boycott it, and that's great, but I don't think that people that do want to watch it should be held accountable. I, don't, I, th- I think if you want to watch it out of intrigue, you should be more than allowed. It doesn't make you a bad person. Yeah, no, personally, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Um, I think this would be a way bigger deal if they still had the pay-per-views and not the networks because their pay-per-view buys would have probably been really, really low because that's how people boycott. I mean, if you already have it on the network, then, I mean, you're not going to just cancel your membership for one month and be like, I'm not watching this. Uh, so, I mean, personally, I'm going to watch it. Um, I understand if people don't want to watch it because of that, because of those reasons. The more, obviously, this is a big political political reason. I think another reason why people won't watch it because they know, like, basically all the, no title is going to change hands and it's just a house show, like, like we've all seen with all the other shows. Yeah. No, you're not wrong, man. That, that's, that's my big worry about it. Is you're going to watch it and go, oh, okay. <laughs> no, nothing happened. Like, they're not going to change the WWE title between Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. It's not. It just won't do it. I don't think that's, do. that. That was the annoying thing because Samoa Joe basically got out of the picture just because of Super Showdown. And I think I was hoping that he was going to win. I think you were hoping that too. Oh, yeah. But, but. We were basically like a hundred percent sure that they weren't gonna change change those titles. So and he just completely got pushed out of the picture. So I mean, if Daniel Bryan loses this, unless there's some interference by like the Miz or something, I mean it's just gonna be like a loss on his record and it's gonna be like there was literally no point of that. <laughs> I think a small part of me, and maybe this is the fantasy booking side of me, think there is a chance that maybe the Miz does interfere, and maybe not necessarily at Crown Jewel, but Samoa Joe's going to get involved somewhere as well, and we'll go into a four-way at the end of the year. So Samoa Joe versus the Miz versus Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. I mean, that's probably me being a fantasy booker, but I don't know. I just got a feeling that could happen. Yeah, the only the thing I was uh, thinking about is when, like, right after, uh, right after uh, Super Showdown, the Miz was just telling Daniel Bryan that I'm next. Like, you're going to have your match, and then I'm next. So I'm just thinking that if he does something, if AJ Styles just wins, and the Survivor Series Miz takes it, um, and that he can carry the he can carry the title, is more more capable than, like, anybody to do it, especially on SmackDown um, as a heel. And then you could have the dream thing where everybody's saying Daniel Bryan uh, wins the Royal Rumble, and then, then he finally beats the Miz. Oh, man, yeah, I'm all right with that. I think that'd be a good story. I mean, I mean that would be great. The only thing I'm annoyed about is that Daniel Bryan just beat him at Super Showdown in like a 10-second match. <laughs> if the Miz had, if, if if that was like a good match and the Miz won, like obviously by cheating or something, um, and then he was just undefeated against Daniel Bryan and then he like pushed him out the way and then you had the Miz win the title, 
and then Daniel Bryan goes away from the title picture, and then he wins the Rumble. I think that would bring that traction back. I think Daniel Bryan's hype has kind of, like, died down a little because he hasn't... I mean, he was doing the big cast stuff right after, which was... I, I really wasn't a big fan of that right after WrestleMania. No, it wasn't the most exciting um, thing in the world after he just come back two years later retiring. Yeah, and then and then I think the Miz thing was kind of underwhelming because the hype was just crazy. Um, I think if you just if you just had the Miz beat him all three times, and then Daniel Bryan won the Rumble, that would have that would have kind of been like WrestleMania 30, where like he's the underdog and then he just wins, right? Yeah, I, I see. If if we could get to WrestleMania 35. And it was Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose for the Universal title. And The Miz versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE title. I, I think that would be a pretty damn good WrestleMania. I mean, maybe not. I don't know how that appeals to a, the greater audience that they go after when it comes to WrestleMania. But for me personally, I would watch that and I would get excited about it. If they had those two matches and then they put Undertaker Shawn Michaels like a career match. And then they put Triple H Batista. I think that would be like overall good for everybody. Yeah, just because you get the older fans that only come back during Rumble Mania time, you get them in because you have the Triple H, the Batista, all of those people, um, and then you have the current fans who these people are actually fighting for the for the titles and not not like a not like those other matches which don't really mean anything. Yeah, no, again, if you want to throw Triple H versus Batista on there, I think it's good Mania card. I like it. Yeah. I think it starts to shape up. Um, we need to talk about as well. I just thought as we're recording this, Evolution is two days away or three days away, however you want to see it. Um, the big, I mean, I have a problem with it. I, I think it'd be quite a good show. But I do think given everything with Saudi Arabia and anything with Crown Jewel and just what we saw on Raw and SmackDown, it does certainly seem a little bit like WWE aren't really going guns a blazing with this pay-per-view. It doesn't yeah, feel uh, like the, the, the big sort of historic moment I thought it was going to be. Yeah, we saw like so many times. I think even the go home show of SmackDown before uh, Super Showdown, it was the Becky Lynch and Charlotte at the end. I mean, like you have to do that now when it's the go home show of the women's pay per view. We've already seen Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy. Yeah, it was weird. This right? Match, what was that about? This match means literally nothing <laughs> unless unless Jeff Hardy's gonna now beat him at uh, at Crown Jewel in the World Cup tournament, which always happens. Which which I don't think will happen. I think Randy Orton will probably go to the finals from the SmackDown side. But, I mean, this was the perfect time to have a Becky Lynch-Charlotte uh, thing. I don't even think Becky Lynch came on the show and, uh, except for that that uh, promo that they had uh, in, the, in the performance center or whatever. Um, so, I mean, this would be the perfect time to put her in a match against somebody else or just have a promo between them two. Um, I, I understand all the things on Raw just because of the Roman Reigns stuff. So you can't fault that. Yeah, yeah, that but makes it. But SmackDown, I, I thought was crazy. I, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I just hope they, well, I, I hope that they put that match on last, but I definitely know it's going to be Ronda Rousey, Nikki Bella. I don't mind that, you know, either. I actually think those two have done a pretty good job. I actually think the build to Nikki Bella, Ronda Rousey has been all right. Like, I, 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 interesting. They clearly said to each other, we can say whatever we want. They took shots at each other, made the crowd go, ooh. I, yeah. I don't mind it at all. I think I do prefer Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. I think it's a better program. But given, I think given the, um, uh, there was quite a judgmental tone, right, when everybody said that it's going to be Nikki Bella versus Ronda Rousey. But I actually think they've made it work. Now, the real question is, uh, you know, I, I, I said on Wednesday on the other podcast that 
I thought you'd be crazy to predict Nikki Bella's going to win. A lot of people came and said, I don't know, Simon, you know, heal Nikki Bella. I, I really don't think like because Ronda Rousey still hasn't lost. Yeah. And especially um, if you think about it, even when Alexa Bliss cashed in her money in the bank, she hit Nia Jax, which basically meant that Ronda Rousey still won by disqualification. Um, like Ronda Rousey's. I mean, this is a match where even if she lost, you wouldn't get pinned. Like, they wouldn't pin her, just a clean pin. But, I mean, if they're going to make her lose, I think it would be at WrestleMania, something like that. Against, like, a star like Charlotte, who's an actual, like, a wrestling star. Not not the kind of star that Nikki Bella is, which is, like, a mainstream star. I agree. Um, but, yeah, the only problem I have with this thing is just because of all the other people on Raw just getting, like, pushed down. Like, I think it's kind of a disgrace what they're doing with Sasha Banks and Bayley. Oh, man. Like, putting them in a tag team match. Those are, like, your, like two of your best, like, wrestlers on, like, period. Not even just women, just, like, period. They're great. And you're just going to throw them in a six-man tag match. Like, it's, it's crazy. I said this so either today or tomorrow. My predictions video for Evolution will go up on what culture. I said, imagine two, maybe three years, two and a half years ago, I had said to you, oh, in 2018, WWE are going to run an all-women's pay-per-view and Bailey and Sasha Banks are going to be <laughs> in a six-man, a six-woman tag. You'd be like, no, no, not really. Because you'd expect them to be showcased. If nothing else, they should have stuck to their guns with that feud they were planning. And this should be their yeah. blow-off match. This should be Sasha Banks versus Bayley. They can do what they did at NXT TakeOver those few years ago. Probably blow the place up and everyone have a great time. Yeah. Um, with the things on Raw, I don't hate Ronda Rousey. I just don't... I don't... I'm not, like... I'm not in love with her like basically everybody else. I think they put the title on her just a bit too soon. I think she's a star with or without the title. That's true. So, I mean... <clears throat> like... After Nia Jax won the title at... At, uh, WrestleMania, I think they could have turned her heel, and I think they could have had a long run with her. I know she's not like the best wrestler, or the best on the mic or whatever, but I mean, she like she looks intimidate intimidating to mostly all the other women on the roster. Yeah, could have made her like a you could like I was thinking like you could have made her like a crazy heel who just destroyed everybody, um, and then like refused to go against Ronda Rousey or something. And then Rousey eventually gets a match with her and then beats her. And then it's like something special. And then she's a champion. It's not like she just beats Alexa Bliss, which Alexa Bliss is great on the mic. But we know that, like, realistically, if this was an actual fight, she would not beat any of those <laughs> other people just because she's so, like, that, small. Like, except for cheating, like, she wouldn't actually win, right? That's the weird I thing. Mean, I remember when she had that match with Ronda and somehow she got the better of her for, like, 10 minutes without cheating. I'm yeah. like, she's, like, three foot tall. <laughs> That make any yeah, sense. That's, that's what I was thinking. Like, you could have had Ronda Rousey just make her run, not as a champion, but just because then you have two programs on Raw. You have the one with Ronda Rousey, which is going to be a big thing because it's Ronda Rousey. She's a star. People are going to watch. And then you have the title things, which helps other people. Yeah. Even if you put the title on Sasha Banks or Bailey, like somebody like that, they're getting promoted. And then it's two different things on Raw instead of now, which is basically... One raw women's thing is basically nobody cares about. And then the other thing is just Ronda Rousey, right? Like, the things they had on Raw with the Battle Royal thing was, like, extremely stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Which, with all the, the Dana Brooke and, and all that stuff, I was 
not a oh, fan of that. Oh man, I'm, I, I, I don't want to be horrible. I think everyone always tries hard, but I am not looking forward to that battle royal at all. I think it's going to be awful. I think it's like when I was trying to predict who was going to win, I was like, I don't know. I don't. I, who cares, right? I mean, not in a bad way, but why should I care? Yeah, no, no, especially no. with the like people in it. Like, I mean, Oscar's in it too, and it's that's depressing. <laughs> well, I'd like her to win, but I mean, it's not going to happen, is it? Like, it's just. I, I mean, oh. if you if if they actually treat this like a proper battle royal that means something, and not like that uh, the memorial battle royal, which means absolutely nothing, <laughs> which they win and nothing happens. I mean, if it actually matters and they're going to get a title opportunity, this could really help her momentum, like, going forward, Asuka, if she won, and then she could, like, make a push. But, I mean, it's, like, just like WWE, like, we saw at, uh, at WrestleMania that uh, everybody thought that Bailey won, if you remember, yeah. and then Naomi just came up behind her and threw her out of the ring, and it was oh, just yeah. like, oh, what is the point of that? Everyone loved the fact that Bailey won as well, didn't they? They were genuinely yeah, she, happy. She threw, she threw out Sasha Banks, and everybody's like, "Okay, this is great. It's gonna make a feud between them two. And Bailey just won, and then Naomi was under the bottom rope, so she just rolls back in and throws her over. And it's like, oh, you're geez. not gonna push Naomi. What's the point of this? <laughs> yeah, they haven't. She said on Twitter the other day she never even got a trophy. I yeah. don't understand. I like, don't I, get it. I, I kind of understood the men's one where the Matt Hardy and the Bray Wyatt and then they became together kind of made a little sense. But, I mean, those battle roles never mean anything. Now, do you remember the one with Hopefully. Ce- do you remember when Cesaro won that one? And yeah. It, and, and it was yeah. actually actually felt like, oh, man, they're going to do something here. And then they didn't care. We, like Two weeks yeah. later, nobody was talking about it. And I remember ev- like every Royal Rumble, uh, they always say, Oh, Baron Corbin enters. He's won a, on like a memorial battle roll, and it's like okay, that meant nothing. <laughs> <laughs> WWE though, right? Yeah. Um, one thing I thought I, I do I do want to talk to you about before before we start wrapping stuff up is obviously you're a massive Undertaker fan. Yeah. And you know, I mean, when, when, when the I don't you know, I know a lot of people have spoken about this before, but when the Undertaker streak got defeated at WrestleMania 30, I wasn't that much against it because I enjoyed the shock of it. I enjoyed the conversation that fell out the other end, and there's no two ways about it. The, um, you know, the, the 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 rub that it gave Brock Lesnar lasted well, really up to now. Like he's still living off that. Yeah. That was WrestleMania. I think yeah. It was like four years ago, or whatever. But I, but yeah. I love the Undertaker. Undertaker would be in my top five wrestlers ever. But he wasn't the guy that got me into it, right? And I completely. Un- that's why I love Bret Hart yeah. so much because he was the guy. And I completely understand that when it's that guy, you have more of an emotional connection to them. So. What happens when he loses his streak? Do you agree with it? Are, do you actually get annoyed? Because there's some people like properly mad. Like, how do you react? Okay. <laughs> okay so first of all, I know that uh, that was WrestleMania 30, so they yeah. had the Daniel Bryan thing at the end, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, if they wanted like a huge impact, they probably should have put uh, put that on last, and the Undertaker just walks out. Yeah, that's true. That's a good. And it's like completely. But I mean, then it's like the heel winning at the end, and it's like everybody's just like quiet and everything but if i'm gonna be completely honest with you when i was watching that when undertaker left like when he lost and he walked out of the ring i turned it off did you really i turned it off i love it man. i was so pissed off <laughs> i that love they it did that i i didn't watch raw or smackdown for like two weeks and then I heard the Daniel Bryan thing was amazing and all that. Then I went back and watched it, but I was so mad. 
Oh. I literally turned it off right there. Dude, I, that, that makes me so happy because you would have been what, like 16, 15, 16? Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, so was, yeah it was like, um, when, okay, so Undertaker, like I said, he's like number one over everybody. Yeah. So even when I was out of wrestling, if I ever heard Undertaker came back or he's coming back or something, I would watch it. Like, even if I had no idea what was going on, I would put that on. So, like, that's over everybody that's my like my number one so yeah. i was just <laughs> i was so shocked i love it man that is so good that makes me so and, happy and man if you if you remember they didn't even like ring the bell right after and that's right like, it was a pause it, yeah yeah and the and the crowd was like so shocked and first i'm like i think a lot of people thought it was like he didn't kick out but he was supposed to kick out like, I think a lot of people were thinking that he was supposed to kick out. And I was like, oh, my God, I think he, like, was actually hurt and he forgot to kick out or something. Oh, man. Because so he was, he had the concussion, so, like, it kind of looked like he was, like. Yeah, like, dazed. Yeah, so it was like, okay, he might have, like, not remembered to kick out. And then, uh. And then you just see Paul Heyman run in the ring and like, oh, you broke it. You won. You won. And I was just like, oh, my God. Now Paul Heyman's going to be annoying, too. Oh, man. But that's, that's when wrestling's at the best, man, when you buy yeah. in that hard. So when you find because, out. Because, uh, one second. So I just wanted to say, like, because you always know uh, leading up to WrestleMania, Undertaker's always, like, the face, right? Always the baby face. Yeah. So there are always people going, like, completely uh like crazy adam like all the things like edge did uh like batista um like all the things sean michaels like sean michaels when he cost him the championship when i don't know if you remember when he wanted the rematch against undertaker at wrestlemania 26 uh he w he wanted to win the royal rumble sean michaels did oh it's he great rumble. it's amazing yeah yeah and then he got out uh that's the year edge one i think um so then he came in at the elimination chamber and made Undertaker lose and Jericho won the title. He wanted it that bad. So, like, then you always hate the heel so bad. And then Undertaker just wins, right? Yeah, WrestleMania. <laughs> Same thing, like, we were talking about the Paul Bearer stuff with CM Punk. It was just like, you're so annoying. Like, and I'm a CM Punk fan. Like, I love CM Punk. But it was just like, oh, my God, why are you doing this? Like, I remember when Paul Heyman dressed up as Paul Bearer, and I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, too much. <laughs> and then he won. So that's why I was like, when Brock was wearing the thing, like, uh, break the streak or whatever, his shirt, I was just like, he's not going to win. And then he won, and I was just like... I mean, I can't even explain. I explained it to you the best I could. I turned it all up. Dude, honestly, man, I love that kind of reaction because I remember, again, 1998 when you were just born. I remember yeah. watching <laughs> SummerSlam. And it's, it's really weird because people tell me these days that SummerSlam 1998, uh, Undertaker versus Stone Cold Steve Austin is a shit match. But I, yeah. I can't see it like that because I was so young and because I loved, like, like you've just said, because I love Stone Cold Steve Austin so much, I was so desperate for him to win that match because it was The Undertaker, right? I was like, how is yeah. he going to beat The Undertaker? And I was so happy that he won. I was jumping off my chair. Like, yeah. I went mental. And that's when you realize why you love wrestling because it makes you react like that. So I completely understand the opposite way too. I mean, looking back now and knowing what it did for Brock Lesnar, do you agree with it at all or does it still piss you off? I agree. I okay. It goes both ways. I know you love Goldberg. I, I do love Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> when Goldberg came and destroyed Brock Lesnar at that time, I was like, "So you just had this guy break the streak, and now you're just gonna have him get squashed." 
So what does that say about the Undertaker? Yeah, no, dude, that 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 is a that's a line of thought, man. You can't argue that. <laughs> but but then after a while, I understood, and then obviously uh, eventually he beat Goldberg. Um, but how he is right now, and he's like easily um, still at the top. Obviously Roman Reigns out, but even when Roman Reigns was there, everybody knew that like if you're actually going off like who's the best, like I know it's not like I know they they determine who's gonna win, but. If you're gonna go at who's the best, it would probably be like Brock Lesnar at the like the top guy. Yeah, yeah. Of and course. then Roman Reigns under, right? So, like, I understand that. Um, the only thing was, I was concerned he was gonna just be like a part-time guy, like a guy who was just gonna leave for UFC and then might come back. But he stayed consistent with WWE. So, I mean, based on that, like, I think it was a pretty good decision. What about- I mean, it's good. It's good that it was him, and not like some some young guy like. If you remember, they had a Fandango beat Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, I do. That worked well, and didn't it? that was like, imagine they had some young guy who was like, has a chance to be good. Um, but then he beats Undertaker and then he becomes nothing. Yeah, I know. Like when that Vladimir Kozlov beat Undertaker. Oh, what was that? What was that? And it was, what was that? Like, luckily, that was, luckily, that was only on SmackDown. <laughs> that was so weird. He, even I, oh, sometimes they do bizarre stuff. So yeah. last thing. The only thing I the only thing I was thinking, like maybe sorry for cutting you off. Nah, so nah, much, dude, cut me off, man. But, cut me off. I love it. But uh the only thing I was thinking at that time is maybe they could have had John Cena and then made him a like a heel turn. Because that would actually make everybody hate him. Yeah, it's true. That would have been good. But but uh, but I but now looking back on it, I definitely would want John Cena to beat the street. <laughs> oh man, he would he would he wouldn't even get any kind of respect. He would just be shat on all. Brock yeah, Lesnar's one guy that could take it. And then and then the Roman Reigns thing. I mean, like as the character Roman Reigns, I really hated him. Yeah. Um, Do you think you hated him more because he beat the Undertaker though at WrestleMania for the second time? Okay, so the weird thing is, I used to love him when he was in the Shield. Like yeah. he was my favorite. And then just because of like everything they were just hand feeding him, it just it just uh, I st- I stopped liking him. But when he beat the Undertaker, it was like quite obvious when Undertaker like got out Goldberg at the Rumble, and then Reigns took out Undertaker, and everybody was booing him. Yeah. And then I was like, um, I mean, there's literally no point of Undertaker winning this because Reigns is their next guy. So I mean, I mean the thing is that. I got mad the Undertaker loss, but I understood it. But now I kind of don't understand it because Reigns couldn't even beat Brock at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's like true. I, like yeah, if Undertaker lost to lost to Reigns, that means he's like amazing, right? And then if you have him beat Brock this year, then it makes him like the top top guy. And the only like basically people are thinking right now the only reason he beat Brock. At SummerSlam is because Braun Strowman came in and did all that, right? Yeah, no, dude, that's logic, man. I like it, dude. You look at this so stuff. If he, if he if he beat the Undertaker clean like he did, which uh, he did like I don't know, like five spears and like like five Superman punches, which I think is a horrible move, honestly, <laughs> Superman punch. And then even Undertaker lost on like three F5s, I think. And I think Reigns kicked out of like five F5s at WrestleMania. And I was yeah. like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and then I'm like, if you want him to be your actual top guy, make him win clean, right? But, I mean, he just lost. No, you're right, man. What, what about the faux retirement as well? Uh, obviously, he pretended to retire, then came back. Did that, did that annoy you? Are you upset? Are you happy he came <laughs> back? Like, So, um, I mean, I was... 
it goes it goes both ways. I was when WrestleMania came around, I wanted him to come back really badly just to see him. Yeah. Um, like I said, with the Saudi money, I think that came like was a part of it too because right after the like the match, they announced that he's gonna be fighting Rusev. Oh yeah, they did. Greatest I forgot Rumble. about that. Yeah, it was so weird. Yeah, it's like right after, like like ten minutes after the match, and I think I think if they were gonna do it. Like bring him out of retirement. I think that was like the perfect way. With if you remember, they had the the coat and the hat in the rings in the ring. Like he put down and they had that that lightning, which everybody hates. I like it. Um, <laughs> and then it came, and then the lights turned off, and then he came out. I think that was a perfect way to do it. And obviously, you don't want him to have like a crazy long match. So it was like a basically a squash match against Jordan Cena. I love that as well, though. I loved it. All. Yeah, I I liked all of it. I think that was like maybe like one of the highlights of wrestlemania oh absolutely I dude I, I okay like it's kind of weird but i was like watching your uh wrestlemania ups and downs like last week nice nice just keep that to, content going yeah just to, <laughs> to think uh and then you were saying that they should have put that on last in your opinion um and i think if they did it would have helped the crowd out a lot just because the whole time before like when they were showing john cena sitting in the crowd uh, teasing all that, the crowd was just like, "Okay, what the heck is going on?" Um, if they did that at the end, I think it would have had a crazy reaction and a good way to end off WrestleMania. Yeah, I think because so. if you remember the the Brock and Reigns match was like the crowd was so dead in it. Like they oh really man, didn't oh yeah, they didn't, they didn't care at all. They turned when, on it. When you else. when you have a long show, you have to have a bang at the end, like the Undertaker thing or like the Daniel Bryan thing at the end. You have to have something like that, which. Or, like, The Rock winning against John Cena. Um, like, you have to go out on a bang, right? When you go out on a match that you just saw, like, two years ago at WrestleMania, or, like, the year before, I think it was, when Seth Rollins... Even when Seth Rollins cashed in, that was, like, crazy, right? Uh, at WrestleMania. So it's that like, was awesome, man. We've already seen this match so many times. You're just putting it on WrestleMania now. There's literally <laughs> no reason to get excited. And even before, everybody was thinking that uh, Brock's contract is running out, so Reigns gonna win. Everybody was like, everybody thought they already knew the result, right? So there was like no point of caring about it. No, no dude, I, I agree with all your points, man. I think you, <laughs> I honestly, man, genuine. I think you have a really good take on pro wrestling, dude. I love it. I love it. It's, 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 I don't, it's good. I agree, and I also thanks, man. I, I, I'm a big fan of your your passion for the Undertaker. I think that's brilliant. I will smile about you turning off WWE TV for two weeks because he lost for a long time. That yeah, and even awesome. even even the even the Super Showdown match, I saw people hating on it. I mean, it wasn't the best match in the world, but like it was better than I expected, to be honest. Yeah, it was just too long. Like, to be, I think you could have cut ten was, minutes. It off was too it. long. Like I think they should have uh, put the Brian Miz match definitely a little longer, and then instead of having like a thirty-minute main event, fifteen minutes, just do their spots. I mean, it it, it helped them a lot that they didn't know disqualification because. Yeah. They're not going to have a technical match, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that helped them a lot. But, I mean, it was better than I expected. Um, and I think we all knew that Shawn Michaels was going to do something. And then they're eventually going to have this match. I'm just curious. I think that Shawn Michaels, just to give a prediction real quick uh, for Crown Jewel. I think Shawn Michaels will win by pinning Kane. Yeah, I can see that. And I think then, that's fair. And then, and the Undertaker like going at him or something, or I I just don't think they're gonna pin Undertaker twice. 
unless it's like uh, Shawn Michaels beats him and then Undertaker really wants a match. And then kind of like what they did for WrestleMania 26, where Shawn Michaels really, really wanted the match. Undertaker kept on denying it. And the Undertaker was like, okay, I'll face you, but you have to put your career on the line. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be all right. If they go that direction, I, I'm all right with it. I think it would get a lot of people interested. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I'm all right with I it. I just want to see what they do because I want these guys to go away if they're going to do a WrestleMania. I don't want to see this every week because no, I know no, you no. say nostalgia. And I feel great watching it too compared to like, Drew McIntyre versus Dean Ambrose for like mil- the millionth time. Like I'd rather see this, what's happening. <laughs> You're definitely going to get that, man. Yeah, it's just that like if we see it in periods and not every week, it's it's great. Uh, I just want to see what they do this and then they might have Undertaker Survivor Series. I don't know. And then we'll see what they do building it all the way to WrestleMania if they want to do that. Well, I tell you what, dude, if this does all happen, you got to come back on because yeah, and, for that, sure. and now if anything ever happens with The Undertaker, I'm getting in touch. <laughs> and I'm saying, bro, you got to come on. you got to come on the podcast because nobody talks about The Undertaker as passionately as you do. And I absolutely love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I think it's awesome. Oh, man. Fair play. Uh, right. We have hit the hour mark. That's what I like to draw a line under these things. Dude, have you got anything else you want to promote? Your Skype, uh, your, your Skype, your, your Instagram, your Twitter. You don't have to. If you want to, you can. Uh, sure. So my... Uh... My Instagram and Twitter is at Rafad23, which is R-A-F-F-A-A-D-23. Follow me, Instagram, Twitter. Give me your hot takes on wrestling. I want. I'm, I always like to see what other people say. I like to scroll in the comments of what culture videos well, that's, and that's, all that's, that. That's, that's always uh, dangerous. See what everybody else is saying. <laughs> uh, all the hate that all the hate <laughs> that the old guys get. I love to read that. Oh, I love it, man. But absolutely, <laughs> genuinely, dude. No word of a lie. That was a really just a really insightful good chat and I, I really enjoy your take on wrestling so that is awesome uh yeah so do go follow Rafad. go tell him how much you love the undertaker as well you have a big undertaker loving uh you can follow me on twitter instagram at simon316 uh this video will also be this podcast will also be up on youtube.com for us the middle report rules again i wouldn't be able to do any of this without the support of good people like Rafad here and uh all of my patrons that's patreon.com forward slash simon316 even if you can only give a dollar that helps me out so much and join the facebook group search for simon's pro wrestling podcast and give us a like uh enjoy the evolution pay-per-view only a couple of days away we will be next next week and as we're coming back next week we've got to talk about got to talk about crown jewel so we will do that we will do that as well but dude thank you so much for joining me man i really enjoyed it no thanks for having me on anytime anytime i love doing this excellent me what do were you coming back on anything undertaker you're my man 100 percent. yeah for right. sure. <laughs> thanks to anyone for listening and like i say we're back in a few days time have a great weekend and i'll speak to you soon